Welcome to Healing Conversations. I'm Jamie. And I'm Jen. And here we talk about all things healing from spiritual, emotional, and relational. We will share about our healing journey and point to the one who does bring healing. So have a seat and make yourself comfortable as we dive deep into the well of healing. All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Healing Conversations. And um, we have just been going through some stuff. Um, yeah. Going through some stuff and kids and life and it just hits you. It's been and a crazy couple of weeks. Yeah. It's, it feels like we have just had a hard time even like getting a recording in because it's just, it's been crazy. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. The, it just feels like, you know, everywhere you turn, you're just hit with something and just trying to keep up with life. It's been been pretty crazy with the kiddos we have if you guys don't know us we have three kids we have a six-year-old three-year-old and a seven-month-old and they oh my goodness they wear they you kick out our butts. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean we're only like 30 in our lower 30s and at the end of the day you're just like woo wee like it's crazy I I love I love it I love this life but it's it definitely is exhausting we don't we don't have family nearby so uh, we're like the only ones way out west in Tucson <laughs> and all our families are in the Midwest or the east the, uh, east yeah so it uh it gets challenging for sure we have to be creative about spending time together and being intentional and just like our podcast you know. We got to be intentional about. Yep. The the time that we eight o'clock at night. And yep, it's eight o'clock. Uh huh. Kiddos are in bed, and we're. Well, I was gonna say we should be drinking coffee because yeah. that's what it would help <laughs> us stay awake. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a it's been a, a rough couple weeks. Um. You know it when we when we start stepping out in faith and we start. Um, really pushing back the gates of hell you know the enemy really amps up his attacks because he doesn't want you to do what you're about to do and what the lord's gonna do and it's it kind of like if you are starting to grow deeper in the Lord and you're starting to find healing, you're starting to, you know, find it, find your calling that he's, he's placed on your life. It, like you can just guarantee that it's going to happen and, and you, you can tell you're on the right track, right? <laughs> when the, when the attacks get, get pretty heavy. Um, basically trying to, to take your mind off of, what's going on, what God's doing. I mean, that for us, it's just, I mean, the attacks are like busyness, um, separation from, you know, each other. Oh, let's see what else. Um, kids. Yeah. Kids. I mean, you guys know if you have kids, they can set you off in a matter of a second. I mean, you can be totally like, yeah, I'm doing good today, you know, and then one thing they do, they scream bloody murder or like some, just something, right? Like they drop their cup because they couldn't get ice in their cup. So they just got upset all together and just threw it down and made a big mess. 
<laughs> that's our middle child for you. And yeah, it it doesn't take much for for your kids to do that and and so that, you know, is is always some way to get to be diverted off of of what God's plan is for us. Um, what else? Like miscommunication can always be something. Just flat out exhaustion and not having community yeah. that is um, like family around you. We, we you know we've shared a lot of our of um, some couples in our lives that have been a big have made a big impact on us. And Lori, she, my mentor, that made that was really what started cascaded all of the the healing that's happened in our lives. She passed away last year, and I mean, after that, things just kind of broke up that the community that we did have, and so it's just kind of like we've kind of been sitting here, like, okay, we are about to go into this huge leap of faith and a very spiritually dark place where the enemy has a lot of grip and we're just like realizing okay we cannot do this by ourselves we cannot go at it with just us two I mean we need that community behind us we need the support the mentoring Mm -hmm. the spiritual mentoring um that can go with us that can i mean not physically probably but be able to still be in touch and be able to have that support because like it's yeah the enemy is um i mean we know we don't fight him we we're we're commanded to just stand firm in truth but I mean, there's strength in numbers, for sure, for sure. Like, just, I mean, it's crazy how you and I, babe, have, like, you know, when we're struggling, when one of us is struggling with something, how much we need the other person to pour into us and encourage us and see the things, right, that we don't see. Right. And that's been so beneficial, but then what happens when we're both, like, discouraged and down, you know? So you talked about community. You said you kind of wanted to talk about community today. Yeah, community is just one of those those things that we have <clears throat> really longed for. Um, yeah. Goodness, for yeah. a very long time. We've longed for it. We We tried to start things that would foster the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we thought we would be able to do that in our church setting of planting our church and um, nobody who helped us start the church is with us anymore. Yeah. Uh, Like completely abandoned and even trying to start some groups at, uh, at Pantano, our church and, you know, just things weren't really kind of clicking and it was just really rough. And then we're like, okay, like we, we want to be able to have this community, but, and then it's, you're in different seasons of life than what other people are. Your spiritual walk is different mm-hmm. than what other people's may look like. And so, and then you have all of these differing factors that go into that, those struggles of, okay, who do we 
connect with? Who do we build community with? And, and so it's like, we have to find those people in our communities and our church who, who are like-minded really. Yes. You have to have those people who are like-minded because, you know, if, if some, somebody's in a different journey than you are, then it's, it, it's hard for you to continue to keep going straight and having that support, that encouragement mm-hmm. when they're in a different season of life, you know, they may not be where you are. They, they may like, they may see, okay, the calling that God has on your life or whatever. And then they, they may look at that and be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, great. I'm glad that's for you and not for me right. kind of thing. Right. And so you have to have that community that's, that's that like-mindedness, you know? And I mean, yesterday we had a couple over that, um, I'd never formally actually met them, but I knew both of them and you've, you had sat her, yeah. her teeth so a couple times. And, yeah. And, so she was actually Lori's boss at one point and, mm-hmm. um, there was a connection there, a good relationship there. So it was like, it's funny yeah. how all these ties, you know, kind of worked in, but we didn't really yeah. know and, them all. Yeah. And then come to find out, like they know several other people that we know who were also influential in our lives and mm-hmm. our spiritual walk. And they're very much, um, they, they, they do a lot of the, the online school of prayer. We've mentioned that mm-hmm. several different times on our podcast, but they also, they're a part of that too. And they, they, the, the leaders, Calvin, and Julie Tatama have really kind of adopted them. And we were like, wow, okay. Like, you know, they've been super influential in our healing journey and we've seen them and they shared just kind of their healing journey of where they are. They're kind of like on the same boat as we are to bring healing to other people. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, you see those people of that like mindedness and then you're, you're gravitated towards that and you're like, okay, we got to keep hanging out more because that we feed feeding off of each other. It's, you know, you, you go and you hang out with people. It's, if you're an extrovert, it's like that fuels you and you're like, yes, that's great. I mean, even introverts too, it's like, you can come away from that, um, spiritually uplifted. And and that's how we left yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday was a super uplift, spiritually uplifting time to hear them share their story and, and kind of like really like connect all of our dots between the two of us and, and just really be able to do that. Had a great, you know, they, they prayed over us and just had great opportunity and, and just the, the conversations that we had were just so uplifting and you walk away from that and you're like, man, I want more of that. I yeah. More. And, and I, that's what community is supposed to be like. Exactly. I, I loved being able to just hear both of what they have learned and what the Lord has done in their life. Like mm-hmm. just hearing Fernando talking about his his like what he's been going through as of late. I mean, and it's just, it's awesome. Like that's what it should be like. It's not, we should always be sharing these things. And what touched me the most and what made me think about community and think, Oh my gosh, I need, I need, we need this. Like, and it's something that we know we need and we've wanted for so long. And we just have had a hard, had had, have had a hard time really finding it and but what really spoke to me was when we when they prayed over us and hearing Fernando like pray for his for me his sister like I just I mean I remember you heard that with Lori she -hmm. would pray that way over you as as her brother yeah and there's just something about that like it 
that, but that is exactly who we are. You know, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ and praying for one another that way is, it's just amazing. It's, it's what we should be doing. Right. I mean, even if you're related by blood or not, you know, you're related that way. And yeah, I just, yeah, I just couldn't help but think while he was praying, oh my goodness, I, we need this so much. Like it's, it's what we have been longing for because we we're on a different path than some people. And so we need that. I mean, everybody needs that. The path that you're on or when I say path, I don't mean like, Oh, only like, like I mean in your, your walk with, with the Lord, like it looks different for everybody's in a different area, whether you, you know, you received Christ and you, uh, became a believer as of you know a year ago or 30 years ago whatever like everybody's on a different um journey in that and like a faith your faith journey and so and some people will progress very quickly mm-hmm. are hungry right they're hungry for truth hungry for him and then others that take they need to they're chewing on it for a while but yeah, it it's so true. We <laughs> we need community. So yeah, much. I mean the 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 opposite of community is isolation, and that's the place where Satan wants you to hang out. He wants yes. you to hang out in that place of isolation. And feel like you're alone. Yeah, that you feel like you're alone, and it just it's so clear with especially in, and I speak out of experience on this one, the the pornography addiction, like that is a very isolation centered addiction. Yes. And the spouse. Yeah. And the spouse, because, and then, you know, you bring that out, then it's, you bring everything to somebody other, somebody else for healing or or for help or something. And then you're just kind of like, you you don't want to do it. You, the the devil so he's so good at just putting those lies in your in your your thoughts and in, in your mind of just saying that if you share this with somebody else they're going to uh like d- not downgrade you but like look down upon you or or shame you because of this and and then he puts all of these different lies in your head to convince you not to do or or be in community and so he wants us to be in this place of isolation so that he can, we can continue to keep mulling these things over in our heads and just these lies. I mean, you, you tell yourself a lie long enough, you begin to believe it is truth. And so then he keeps you in that place of isolation long enough for you to begin believing those things as truth. And then you're, you're, you're now stuck in that place of isolation. But on the flip side of that is, you know, we have to have that God created us for community. He created us to be in that place with other people, um, like-minded people to, to share our burdens with. I mean, you know, it's chocked full of scripture where, you know, James even talks about, you know, share your burdens with one another so that you can pray for one another and encourage one another. And if we're going to, and if really, and, and it happens all too often, more often than not, that you share something with somebody and then it's kind of like a, whoa, hang on, like, let's not address this thing right here. You know, you need to go talk to this person first and, and, and all of this. Like, 
I speak of that again, out of experience, you know, you, people don't want to really address those things. You know, you're hurt or, you know, you're, you're healing your healing journey or trying to get you on that healing journey. But you're like, everybody kind of ditches you. Whereas when we're supposed to share our burdens with one another, it's more of this idea of, okay, let's, let's sit down, Let's talk through that. Let's, let's be kind of address this a little bit and be able to identify okay where's the lie coming from what is satan telling you is it true is it not true where did you hear that from was that from somebody else was that from you yourself was that from satan himself and so it's we have to interrogate those thoughts we have to interrogate what is going on to begin to identify what what that is and the best place to do it is in community Yes. I mean, with us, I mean, so many times it's kind of like we, we, we sit down and we say, Hey, I'm struggling with this thought or whatever. And then, okay, we begin to think about it. I'm the worst about like, I, I talk about it, but, and then I walk away and then I just keep mulling it over in my head. It's, it's so hard for, for me to be able to get that out. But having people in that community that you're like, Hey, I need to talk to this person or, you know, kind of keep those conversations rolling. That way it's not just a you and me kind of thing. It's there's other people in here in our lives that we know of whether in person or not, that we can actually get some sort of help. And, and that's what community's for is, is encouraging one another and, and uplifting and praying for one another. Mm -hmm. And that's what community is. And, if you're not in community, I really strongly encourage you to find a community. If you're not in a church home, like begin finding a church that you can go and, 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 or finding just even a, a, a church of the heart, you know, a church that meets in the home and, and, you know, being able to just really find a place of community. That's something that we've longed for and that we've struggled to find yeah, we have because, I mean, I know for me, this is speaking for myself, but I know you're that way too, but speaking for me, I I do not, <laughs> honestly, I don't really enjoy just chatting with people. Like, mm -hmm. I, I'm introverted and I say that because, you know, I, people wear me out. Like, I love people, but they wear me out. I physically get ill <laughs> after some some long day or something with a lot of people or that takes a lot out of me. And so I don't really enjoy just chit-chatting with people. And I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm going to avoid it completely. But what, like the, when you say community, I think of not just a, not just some people that you just chill with. And you just have yeah. conversations about politics and, and weather, and yeah, and sports and your kids, or like all you know, like there's so much more to that, and and I feel like sometimes that we think that is what community is, and yeah, I mean it's yeah, I mean you are in community in that way, I guess, but what I long for is people to pour into me spiritually. Yeah. I and I think we're all that way because we all need that. We need 
people to pour into us spiritually because I I don't know about you guys listening, but I don't enjoy being able to like share a, a struggle and then the other person listens greatly, but then you walk away and you're like, well, I don't really feel any better. Yeah. You're like you're glad that you mentioned, you verbalized it. You feel better in that way. Uh, just like you, whenever, when you would share, when you would confess or you would open up about what, you know, with the struggle with pornography mm-hmm. and you would feel better. Like I remember times where it's like every time I was just left with like this pile of poo and yeah. <laughs> and you're like over there like, oh, so what's for breakfast? Or, you know, yeah. just like, like totally like, oh yeah. Like you, you, cause you took off this weight off your shoulders and threw it on me. And yeah. so that's what, yeah, that, yeah, that's what happened with that. But, um, now I lost my train of thought because I was thinking about poo. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about the fact that I said poo and I was like, why did I say poo? I'd never like say that word. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I need somebody that's going to be able to. So yeah, be able to like their journey is ahead of you, right? Like that's what we mean by community is being a, around people that are behind you that are, you know, when I say behind you, I think you guys know what I mean. Like just ones that are babier or more of a baby Christians or even, even somebody that has been a Christian for a long time, but are still kind of drinking that milk or they're still kind of, you know, maybe eating some puree food, not quite in that solid food. Right. Um, and then also we need to be around the ones that are going to that are ahead, that are going to pour into us spiritually, that that hear from the Lord. Like, that's what I crave. I crave being around people that hear from the Lord and they are walking in the Spirit. Because you know what? That's the only way that I that the Lord is going to be working through them to speak to me. He's going to use their gifts that he's given them to speak to me. That's what I need and that's what I crave. And I think we all need that as well. And if you haven't experienced it, um, or if you don't really know what I'm talking about, it's probably because you haven't experienced it. Because I think we can go through life and not even realize that we need that. Yeah. Not even realize at all. But what we've learned in the last couple of years is that, is how, you know, the difference between walking in the soul where the soul is leading, the mind, will, and emotions, and then also what it looks like to be led by the spirit, which is how he created us. That was how he created Adam and Eve from the beginning. We were meant to be led by the spirit, not our not our flesh or our um our soul. Our soul is very much a part of us because that's our that's our free will, right? That he gave us our free will. Um, but it was never meant to take charge it was always we were always so that's what we see in Jesus Jesus did not lead by his his um mind will and emotions he walked in the spirit he only did what the father what he saw the father doing and only said what the father was saying Mm -hmm. so that's what I crave that's what I crave in community and that's what I feel like it it should be I mean it it yeah yep yeah it's uh any time that you gather with people 
and you talk about a subject that you're passionate about and you're both kind of back and forth, you're, you're talking about it, you kind of leave encouraged by it. Yeah. And unfortunately, unfortunately, a lot of the conversations end up being well, who won the Super Bowl or, you know, who do you have on your, um, uh, I don't even do it, but I can't even think of the word. Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Your fantasy football team. Like, how's it going? Kind of thing. And we, we talk about those things and, but those, and those are things that, you know, fine. you know, it's yeah, bad. it's fine to be able to talk about those things. But, and then really like, what good is that doing for your spiritual health? But when you sit down with somebody and you have a spiritual theological conversation, I mean, theological conversations are just basically conversations about, with, about God. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. theology. That's theology. And so we, we look, when we have those conversations with people of just theology and, and God and, and our spiritual walks and everything, every single time I have those conversations with people, I'm like, I want more of that. I yep. want more of that. It doesn't matter what they believe. It doesn't matter what kind of doctrines they believe, whether they believe in sprinkling baptism or bab baptism by immersion. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, when we have those theological conversations with people and you walk away, I'm always fueled by that. I'm always encouraged by it because I hear their faith journey. I hear their theology and it and even in sometimes it even causes me to wrestle with some things that are in my mind too. And I loved it because a friend of mine, um, we would, um, we would get together for, for lunch sometimes. And, uh, we would always have this conversation. We always start talking. It, our conversations were a lot of times were, were theological conversations. And he would always be like, send a text message or something randomly and be like, so theological question of the day. <laughs> and then we dive into these theological questions, whether it's baptism or, you know, what it looks like to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And it's, it's those conversations that you're like, oh yeah, let's dig into this. Let's dig into this. You don't have to be somebody who has this theological degree and going to a, a Bible college to, to get some sort of degree to be able to talk about Jesus this way. I mean, some of the people that I know that are best theologians are people who'd never been to, to a Bible college or, you know, never got a doctorate or a master's degree. It was just a basic, you know, four-year degree, but yet they've grown in their, their knowledge. God has given them uh, he's revealed things and, and shown them things through scripture and even life that has really impacted them and their theological beliefs. And so we have these, these conversations, these, these conversations with people and it's, is it going to be a spiritual up? Is it going to be a spiritual conversation or is it going to be a, um, superficial conversation. I hope that's the right word. Yeah. So it's like you got spiritual, but, and then you got like, just kind of like surface level, maybe Nat natural. I don't know. Superficial was probably the wrong word to, <laughs> to use on that, but you get my, you get my point is those conversations. We have to look at it in that perspective. 
you know, what kind of conversations are we filling our, our hearts and our minds with? Are we, are we filling it with these just basic level stuff or are we mm-hmm. actually getting into the, the deep conversations? Yeah. And I think for us, like we used to, I mean, we, that, that used to be our, what made up our conversations with people was exactly what you're saying. Like the sports and, you know, kids and weather, what we do and don't like and all those things that used to pretty much be what our conversations were like with people. And now, so I think about it this way, like now that we are, we have really been adopted by God. Like we, yes, he calls us his children. You know, when we receive his gift of, of salvation through Jesus, we are adopted into his family, but we can be adopted and still feel like an orphan. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we are feeling like an orphan, we're going to feel like an orphan with other people that are his children. And like, this is what we're saying. Like the difference that I can tell is that now that we've found the healing, our mind is transformed. We think differently. We know our identity. We know who the Lord says that we are. We know that we are his children and we we feel it. We have received that gift of adoption. And so now that we've done that, when you are around others who have done the same thing, you feel it. Like that's yeah. what we're saying. Like the conversation we had yesterday, like those are that's a couple that has that that has experienced that gift of adoption that they are they're in the his family that we're operating in his, as his children, right? We You're can operating be operating in freedom. Yeah, we can be his children and not act like it and not operate that way. Yeah. Because we don't understand, we don't fully understand. And yeah, and so that's like the big difference. I mean, cuz yesterday, yeah, we can we truly felt like family. Mm-hmm. You know? We yeah. I and mean, that's what yeah, it should be like. again, people that you've never met before. Yep. And then you, you have these conversations and you're like, wow, man, I feel like I've known you for a very long time and I want to keep getting to know you. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it's a wonderful thing. And, and really that's, it's just a picture of just the unity that God calls his church to be. How many people in your church do you walk by through every single day? I know I walk by a ton of them. I mean, our church isn't small by any thought of the imagination, but you know, how many people do you walk by that you have no idea where they are in their spiritual walk? And what, what's, what's going on in their lives? And so it's, God calls the church, he calls the church to be unified. I mean, he prays the prayer, um, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, what's, what's going on in heaven? Like, what does it look like in heaven? And everybody is unified. There's unity everywhere. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Trinity is unified the father the son and the holy spirit they are one they are unified everyone 
in heaven, the angels and everything, they're all unified in singing praises to, to the, to the father. And so if that's how it is in heaven, then that's how it should be here on earth. Like we should all be unified. Yeah. Now you may not be able to, and have the opportunity to meet every single Christian that there is on this earth, but the fact that we get to have people in our lives that we can connect with and that we can be unified with is just a small little, it's a snippet of what heaven looks like here on earth. And it's just a complete unity and being unified in so many ways and especially unified in your love for our heavenly father and being able to speak about him and, and, and talk and encourage one another. I mean, those are the, that's the best Bible college right there is just having those spiritual conversations back and forth. I think this is a good reminder too, that I'm kind of like telling myself here, but also what I see as well a lot is that is having that humility to be able to to go to the people that you know that are kind of like you see them and you're like man they they really seem joyful like they really yeah. seem like they are so thankful with life like they're just kind of you you guys know what I'm talking about like you know those people that are like dang they're their spirit just I want to be around that like so don't have even if that person is you're saying the same age as you, like maybe they're not older, maybe they're younger than you, but being able to have that humility to, to, to reach out to them and just talk with them and like be able to ask them, you know, why are you so like, you're, you know, you're kind of surprising me here kind of thing. Like you just went through this big difficult thing and you're really like, you know, and just some, hey, some of the things you say, like you you say that you hear from the Lord, like what does that look like? like does he sound like some weird voice or something? James Earl Jones. Or- like, what's going on here? <laughs> and yeah, be able to ask that person, like don't, don't not do that. That, I mean, because that's what Satan would want. But if you, if you're seeing someone, you're just like, I want to, like you gravitate towards them, reach out to them. Like, cause that, I know that that person would love to be able to share and show you why they are the way that they are, you know? And I guarantee you it's because they have found freedom and they, yeah, they have found freedom and they're living in freedom. Like this is what we're meant to live in. Like every time I see people living in so much pain and hurt, I'm just like, this is not what we were meant to live. This is, it, it is not a matter of, oh, well, you just live on earth. So you're, you know, it's just always going to be this way. No, Mm -hmm. like we were meant to live in freedom. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. That's why he came. It wasn't just to be free in heaven. It was to be free here while we are living in this sin-filled world that you know satan has rule over and yeah we were meant to live in freedom and if you don't know if you feel like you your life is not in freedom or you don't 
this struggle is just unreal, I just want to encourage you that you are meant to live in freedom. And that is, that's the calling. That's why the Lord uses pain so many times to draw us to him because he wants to speak into that. He wants to show you, okay, you, yes, you have had pain happen to you. Like these are real things like pornography. That was betrayal for me. That was betrayal done to me. Those are all real things, real pain. But what the Lord wants to do is say, okay, yes, that happened to you. And he feels it with you, right? He feels your pain. Mm -hmm. But being able to transform your mind, your thinking, because most of the time we handle that pain in not a good way. We handle it by coping. We go, we do whatever our coping looks like, which looks like numerous things. It can be a withdrawal from people. It could be, you know, substance abuse. It can be um, cynicism. It can be or like sarcasm, it could be like anything that is keeping you from, that you want to run away from, basically, you want to run away from that pain, Mm -hmm. and yeah, so he, he's called us to live in a, in a freedom-filled life, that's how, yes, so I want to encourage you, if you are listening, and you don't feel it and i let me tell you you will know when you're free you know yeah. you don't have to you don't have to, if you're having to think about it in question then it's probably a good chance that you're not and it's it, it's really like you can but you can find freedom like it's not that oh well i'll never get to it or i'll never attain it or or whatever like it yes there is freedom and it doesn't have to take years yeah yeah we look at you said something that um, a little while back, and it kind of really got me thinking about just Christ and the cross. And we, a lot of times, we, we always preach the good news of the cross of being, yes, that Jesus has rescued you from your sins and that he wants to set you free. And, and that we, we look at the cross as just, that, okay, that's just our salvation, you know, that that's all that the cross is, but the cross, it, it represents so much more mm-hmm. that Jesus, he took all of that pain, all of that suffering that we go to and it, guess where he took it. He took that to the grave, but, and then all of that pain, all of that suffering has stayed in the grave. Jesus rose from the grave. We know the Bible tells us that on the third day he rose from the dead and that now he's free and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. That Jesus, he did not stay dead. He rose again so that we could live in freedom. Yep. So that we could be set free from our sins. So that we can be able to live our lives in a pain-filled life, we can live a joyful life through the pain that we go through each and every single day, that we don't have to live our lives chained and um, stuck in the grave that Satan wants us to be stuck in. Jesus brought us back to life, and he's, he's taken us out of that grave, that that grave that is holding us captive. 
He can take us out of that and be able to put us on a new track that we walk and we say, there's pain in this world. There's going to be stuff that's going to happen to me. There is going to be stuff that is just going to rock my world. And because I have the freedom of Christ, I don't have to get back in that grave. Mm -hmm. I don't have to get back into that coffin. Like I'm free from that. I'm going to walk and I'm going to pursue what God has for me. Even amidst the pain, we can raise our hands and our voices to God in, in praise, even in the midst of the pain. And so if you're still in this victim mindset of saying, well, everything just, all this bad stuff just keeps happening to me. Mm -hmm. Like we, you have the victor fighting for you. You have Jesus fighting for you. Don't be the victim anymore. Mm -hmm. Cast that thought, cast that and mentality out. And allow the Holy Spirit to come in and be able to give you the mentality of a victor. Go from being a victim to a victor. Don't keep settling in this victim mindset that says, oh, well, this is what's happening to me. Or, you know, all of these things that these negative things that happen to you, like get rid of that and let's start picking up our mats and walking. Jesus told the man at the at the the pool of Bethesda. He said, do you want to get well? And what does the man do? He gives him the victim mentality mindset Mm -hmm. and throws out all of these excuses of why he's not well yet. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is like, get up. Like, stop being this victim Mm -hmm. and get up and walk. Mm -hmm. And that's, we too often we're stuck in this victim mindset. I was... You stuck in this victim mindset and we have to get out of that victim mindset and be able to adopt the victor's mentality, the mentality of Jesus and allowing him to be the one to lead us. Yeah. No more thinking, oh, well, things would be better if my husband would stop looking at pornography or things would be like, yes, those things are true. Sure. But they're, yeah, that's, that's a victim mentality, just like the man was at the pool he thought that that's why he hadn't been healed it's like yeah that's that's our favorite passage right there i love i love how the lord just yeah jesus is like okay just get up (laughs) get up and (laughs) i love right there because he did not wait for faith to heal him a lot of times you know scripture says your faith has made you well like he that the our faith does bring healing but that is one case right there where I don't think he had faith because he was there and he thought that he wasn't well because nobody had was there to carry him to the pool. But Jesus had compassion and healed him. So Yeah. And I love the question that Jesus asks because he, he asked that question and you said it. He said, do you want to get well? Mm-hmm. And so I, that's the question for you. That's the question for you. Do you want mm-hmm. to get well? Are you tired of your whatever, fill in the blank, your anger? You always have anger. You always have depression and sadness. You always have, you always turn to such and such substance or images or I don't know, self-reliance, um, 
loneliness? Like, are you tired of that? Yeah. Are you tired of that? Do you want to get well? Mm -hmm. And if you do, the only one who can set you free is Jesus. He paid the ultimate price so that you could be able to live in freedom. You don't have to be stuck. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be stuck. God's will is not that some people can find freedom and some people don't. Cast that aside that is alive from the pit of hell. God came to this earth. He died and rose again so that every single human being can live in freedom. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus wants for you. Don't allow yourself to fall for this lie that it's just not for you. Mm -hmm. God's freedom is for you. If you've, if yeah, it, and it will happen. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you accepted him into your heart as Lord and savior, you are, the scripture says that you have been adopted into the son as a son and daughter of God. And that gives you the opportunity to live in freedom. And so the question again goes out to you, do you want to get well? The ball's in your court. If you want to get well, he's willing. He's willing. Mm -hmm. And so are we. Mm -hmm. We would love to help you get and find that healing Mm -hmm. that he so desperately wants for you. And so if you need any kind of encouragement and if you need any kind or somebody to be able to talk to you and kind of walk you through this, please feel free to reach out. Yeah. You can actually go online to our website and it's jamesvernoy.com right now. Go online to our website and at the very bottom, you can have all of our information, phone number and email, and then you can be able to reach, get a hold of us and we will do what we can to help you. Because it's not in our power. We're not the ones who, you know, we're not saying, hey, we've got healing. We're (laughs) going to bring it to you. Like, we're just going to point you back to Jesus, to the one who does bring the healing. Yeah. And so reach out to us and we would love to hear your story. We would love to talk to you and we would love to walk with you through these, these, the season of your life and that you can be able to find freedom and then go and help other people find freedom. This is what God has for his people. He wants us to live in freedom. And that's what he has for us. Amen and amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, uh, we are so thankful that you um, hung out with us uh, tonight or whenever you listen to this and um, just spent the time with us. We thank you for your encouragement. We pray that you would um, reach out if you need it. Um, We are here for you. There is no condemnation. There is no judgment. It is just two broken people spoke helping two other broken people or however many other broken people. And we know that there is only one who can bring the true healing, and that is Jesus Christ. Yeah. Help us out and like our podcast wherever you listen spotify anchor rate it apple yeah rate it as well that get, that helps us out and you can also leave us a voicemail on the 
Anchor profile page. Yes. Yes. Which so. all the links will be in the descriptions as well. Yeah. For you. All right, guys. So. Thanks for listening. Yep. See ya.